This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio on Sirius XM 111. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing. And as usual, I'm here with my co-host, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist, Americus Reed. Barbara, it's a beautiful day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's incredible, right? The weather has been fantastic. Yeah, t- you, I haven't been outside, haven't but I'll take your word uh, for yes, it. Yes, <laughs> you, you just got in, right? You just flew in, right? I Recently? came from Rome. Rome. Okay. Yes, I'm over here yes. in Philadelphia. You're yeah, in Rome. I was in Rome. What were you doing in Rome? We went, do you know Ludo? We went to yeah. Ludo's wedding. Oh. Oh, nice. Ludo's been on the show, I yes, think. Yes, yeah. She studies lux- luxury. Right. Did and she do it right? It was a right? luxurious okay. wedding. It I figured that. beautiful, I figured as much. Wedding. Yeah. It yeah. Was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And well, Rome is very crowded. Yes. And lots and Apparently, it's a new place to vacation. So. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Thank you. To the Thank great you. Philadelphia, as it were. Yes. Yeah. And Philadelphia is just as pretty as Rome, it, but I in different so. ways. In different ways. Yes. Yes. Oh, Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay it several times during the week. But today we have a very interesting show lined up. We have a show that's going to look at Amazon Prime Day, which is coming very soon. Amazon July 16th. July 16th, Amazon Prime. You're on Amazon Prime, right? No. No, I'm not either. No. I I just bought something from Amazon, some weird stuff, but I'm not on Prime. But Prime Day is an Amazon Prime Day, but we're not really going to talk about it from Amazon's point of view. Okay. So that's interesting. Okay. And then the other thing we're going to talk a lot about today are influencers. Influencers. You're an influencer, right? Oh, I see. Who do you <laughs> you got, you got like tons of, of followers yeah. and stuff, right? But we're also the talking book just about how to, every, how to monetize it, which yes. I'm not quite <laughs> at that Everyone, level. Well, I'm going to work on trying to get some <laughs> followers first before I worry about trying to monetize. But, but uh, pretty interesting. Influencing is huge now. Yeah, it's yeah. the way the it's the way things are communicated in hmm. marketing. So we have some some experts on the topic wow. that we're going to talk about today. And then the last thing is, if you are in your own business yes. in consulting or services, right. how do you get clients? Right. So and, we have and there's an expert a lot of, on that. Expert on there's probably lots of folks out there that are working on selling their professional services. And so listeners out there, if you're doing something similar and you're trying to figure out how to build your client base, we've got a pretty nice uh, segment coming up for you for that particular topic. Yes. Yeah. So if you're interested in any of these, let me give you some more details. At 5 o'clock, we have Richard Wong, who's the Vice President of Marketing and Creator Relationships at Hashtag Paid. Mm-hmm. And he's going to talk about some of the new things that's happened out with Facebook and their recent launch of their branded Collabs Manager. Very interesting change that, ma- that Facebook is admitting now that mm. or acknowledging something we've known for a while that you know, influence are really what's going on and they're going to help with um, with that kind of thing oh, and wow. help people create their own videos, et cetera. But oh, wow. So the, I, so the idea is they're going to ha- they're going to help me. They're going to give me the tools right. to be a better influencer on Facebook. Right. That's oh, wow. it's, as I understand okay. it. Luckily, Richard Wong is going to be here He's to explain tell us, that to <laughs> us. Tell us whether we're wrong or right. not. And then at right. 530, we have a. Yeah. a Danielle Bernstein, she's 26, 26 years old. She's already made Forbes 30 under 30 list last year. Yes. She has almost 2 million followers on Instagram. You know, and it's interesting because I'm I'm hoping to make the 70 under 70 list. 
<laughs> at some point. That's so, an aspiration. That's a, you know, I, I think big. I dream big, Barbara. So that's uh, incredible. She is yeah. a flashing blogger. She wow. quit school for a little while to blog, and she, I think she finally went back and finished it. But she also has her own fashion line. She follows fashion shows. She's got these two million followers on Instagram. Wow. And she's done it all herself. So wow. it would be really interesting to see how she did it. Okay. And then at 6 o'clock, Doug Fletcher comes, and he's the founder of Fletcher & Company. Yep. And he's written this new book we alluded to, which yep. is called How Clients Buy, yes. which is a guide to marketing your skills as a consultant. So those of you who have questions for him, please save him for 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. and he'll help you um, market your business. And then at 6.30, we have Marissa Tarleton, who's the CMO of Retail Me Not, and she's going to be talking to us about... Prime Day. Now, Prime Day is July 16th. July 16th. Some people are calling it the Summer Black Friday. It's Amazon Prime Day, but she's going to talk about it from a different point of view than from Amazon point of view. So that should be interesting. Okay. So we have a very exciting show tonight. Um, but let's start right in with our first guest, Richard Wong. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. How's it going, guys? It's going very well. Thanks for asking, Richard. So, Richard, you're going to explain all this Facebook stuff and everything that Americans and I yes. are, are botching. I up. know we're we're, <laughs> we're we're digital immigrants. We we struggle, Richard. We're going to need your help today. So, before yeah, you before we trust you, can you tell us uh, some of your background and what you know what your current position is? Yeah. So, so my background, I've come from a world of uh, consumer goods. Uh, I worked at Procter and Gamble, Johnson Johnson, and then uh, did and worked at Google uh, for the past couple of years before I joined into the world of the emerging new tech space, which ended up me uh, helped me end up at hashtag paid. So we end up connecting a lot of uh, social media creators, uh, influencers, as people call it, uh, with different type of brands for brand deals. Yeah. So let me just uh, I was looking at this and I was a little confused and you just said it. They might be synonyms, but are creators and influencers the same thing? Mm. Yes, yeah, so they we a lot of people use them uh, interchangeably. Um, if you talk to a lot of people who are what we call full-time creators, they would prefer to be called creators rather than influencers mm. um, because they're not getting paid to influence necessarily their audience. They're paid to create content. Influence is uh, is more of a result of mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So they're content creators. Content creators. They are content creators. And is it typically video or can be video photograph what? You know what? It is anything that's on social media. So it's stemmed from like the old school days of bloggers. Um, so if you had like a blog on on, on your website, um, you have videos with the whole you know the explosion of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also be photos on things like uh, Instagram or boomerangs or cinemagraphs or a whole suite of different type of mm. uh, of content types. So does the way it works is you create, you become a creator, you create some kind of content. You gather followers, and if you gather enough followers, you can become an influencer? Hmm. That's essentially the, the step-by-step process. Um, a lot of people that we've had some great successes with, they've already developed a, an amazing story, or they want to use uh, social media as a form of expressing themselves. Uh, so whether it's they love the fact that they, they're going under a new fitness journey, and they want to be able to detail out all the different uh, step-by-step what mm-hmm. they've done. And th- meanwhile, they're doing this while they're a single mom. Um, it's incredible stories uh, and really mm. becomes a rallying point and a rally call for a lot of communities. And 
brands take notice of these large followings that come as a result of it. And as a result, they will reach out and see if they can have their brand participate and see if they can play a part in helping to support these creators to create even more content. Hmm. And so you're at the company Hashtag Paid, right? Yeah. And that that company connects these creators with brands? That's what your, 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 what your company does? Yeah, so that's what we do. Uh, we have 15,000 creators within our creator ecosystem. And it's more than just, uh, like, we'll connect them manually. It's uh, We have a technology platform, mm. and this technology platform uses, uh, we've been in partnership with IBM Watson, with a whole bunch of other data partners and technology groups. And so not only will we be able to help um, connect those two different groups together, but we'll also be able to add a little bit of science to it. So for those Ooh, brands who are interested in that, <laughs> yeah. um, who are the right type of influencers? It's not just about your follower count. It's about what type of style do they have? What type of audience do they have? Mm-hmm. Um, what is their natural, like more than just the demographic information, but what's their psychographic? Like what are, what are those audiences interested in, in learning? Mm. Um, as well as how do you measure the successes of your social media mm-hmm. uh, campaign? Um, that's all different things that we were able to calculate with uh, with our technology platform. Now, it's interesting, Richard, because I think in some senses what you're pointing to something that's a, a sort of a, uh, I want to call it a pain point, but a challenge in using this sort of methodology, and that is the difference between, you know, kind of identifying an influencer who has tons and tons of followers, but perhaps not as much engagement per follower versus an influencer who has less followers, but, you know, is super engaged with those followers. And so what are your thoughts on, you know, as you connect these brands, helping them yeah. understand the difference between kind of the real authentic influencer who I would think is someone who was doing the story anyway and was just intrinsically motivated to do the story and, and folks found that person versus someone who's going out there to try to market themselves so that they can get the opportunity to connect with brands. Is there a difference? Yeah. So absolutely, there's a huge difference there, and I think it's an element where uh, there's not necessarily a good or bad. So if uh, if you're on the brand side and you're a marketer and you have somebody reaching out to you, that's not to say that they're not a great fit. Mm-hmm. Um, what they should be looking at is seeing if they have a natural fit from their content type, from their audience, uh, if they have a different type of tech partner, be able to dig into a bit of their data of what are their followers interested in, who are their followers. Mm-hmm. There's also this huge thing around fake followers are mm-hmm. people just buying followers now um so those are the elements that i think you have to do a bit of your homework in order to do it right can i ask you now, can i step you for just one second make sure i understand this you're talking about the creators reaching out to the brands that it, it does it go both ways or which which way is more yeah. common so so i'd say there are a lot of these smaller creators that will reach out to brands uh, and what they call pitch their services over to these brands. Um, if you follow this space, a lot of uh, influencers have been pitching hotels uh, for mm. free stays. Right. And with mixed reviews. Sometimes yes. it works out well, sometimes it doesn't. Um, it all is kind of, it, it choose, your mileage might vary. Yes. Um, but I would say the majority of the large-scale campaigns are taking place with a partner. And these partners behind the scenes, if you want to think about it as your modern day, kind of those talent agencies or the talent managers, mm-hmm. um, we are the, in the world of entrepreneurs. Okay, I, I just, I just, behind ha- the scenes. I just, so you now use the word partner. So is hashtag paid a partner? Uh, yeah, we are one of the partners that will work with. Okay, so I just uh, want to get the, because the words are all different for me. The creator is the creator of the content. The brand yeah. are what used to be brands that want to advertise. Brands still the same, yeah. I right. guess. Sure, sure. And then the partnership with the content creator is some kind of 
technology platform like Hashtag Paid? Is that what it is? Yeah. So mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll be acting as the as the connectors to connect the brands yep. and the influencers together. And, and that's what you mean by partner. Me. That's what he means yeah, by partner. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm clear. Now keep gotcha. going. Interesting. But what's interesting, Richard, is that you mentioned this thing. I remember um, recently uh, hearing a story that went viral about a this one particular influencer, a, a young lady, I believe, who wanted to uh, reached out and asked the hotel if she could stay for free. Uh, oh, yeah. And do you can you oh, talk a little bit about that. Do you remember this? Yeah. This is yeah, this is kind of when it goes sideways, right, Richard? What, how, what, what's going on there? Yeah. So uh, this was a story that uh, exploded. Uh, from a, a hotel in Ireland, and it's a one where it happens very often, where an uh, influencer will ask a, a hotel for a free stay in exchange for some, uh, like a in exchange for for photos or videos or promotion on their own uh, channel. But then they'll also give these hotels some beautiful images, and so it's really just a, an exchange of services and goods. Mm-hmm. And I think what ended up happening, why it went so viral, is the hotel owner completely misunderstood what the the ask was mm. and just thought that she was self-entitled because of her follower count that she would end up getting a large uh like she'd get free stuff mm-hmm. and what really that has to be is you have to understand that these are creators that are creating content and like any type of marketer or agency they are providing value to a lot of these different types of brands. Mm. And so a lot of the marketers at the end of the day have to think about what is the value that those creators can bring, whether it's great photos for their website or their reviews, or maybe it's about an honest review onto their on, on Yelp or on any of the different travel sites itself. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all different groups that they can do as an exchange of goods and services. So can, um, can you give us a sense of the spectrum of what the payment looks like? Is it mm. anything from, do some people get paid, some people get a discount on purchase, do some people get free product? Is it all of those or some of those? Yeah. So again, it's all of those. Um, so a lot of these creators uh, will end up getting free products, and that's a common say of how they, a lot of them will get paid. Um, where we kind of operate this is more of when we believe creators should get paid. They are producing some phenomenal content, and a lot of these people are, if they're not doing it full-time, they're doing this as a major portion of their overall week. And so we believe that they should get paid. And for a lot of the creators that are out there or anybody who wants to learn about this, they can go to our site, uh, hashtagpaid.com uh, slash creators, and they can actually see a pricing tool that will give them an estimate for how much oh. they should charge. Ah, hence cool. hashtag paid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you really are uh, trying to to go to the, the 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 creators that really are good enough and have enough of an audience so that they really can get paid. Exactly. And, or and also teach the creators who are not ready yet uh, of how to get there. And how do you build audience? How, what, what's been your experience of the people who can build audience? How do they do it? Yeah, so, so the people who build audiences, I think the first number one thing that everybody's always been saying is consistency is key. You have to be continuing to post mm-hmm. on a regular basis mm-hmm. um, around a specific topic area. So when people wonder, how can I find uh, the most amazing places to find uh, to baby-proof my place in the future, uh, there's, it, there is at least a go-to set of people that you know who will help you baby-proof your place. Um, those are all common things that you can start to own specific type of topics. 
whether it's the blog posts that you end up creating, videos that you end up creating, um, those will start to at least build out an audience and people will start to get, whether you get views or likes or comments or whatever it might be, you'll start to generate an audience there. And then the next part of this is start to be social on social media. Social media is social for a reason. Um, the major difference that we see as the difference between social media and TV is the fact that TV is a one-way communication. Social media, we can talk to the people who is creating the content. And that's the dialogue that we want to start to have. And so engage in those communities. Follow the hashtags that are relevant. Um, be, you know, react back to the, the audiences that come back to you. Instagram and Facebook, they're launching a whole bunch of new types of topics. Even just yesterday, we started seeing the, like, ask me anything questions. Mm -hmm. That is a new feature on Instagram stories. This is a super exciting time to become a creator. Okay, so a couple things. So you're saying a consistent, a consistent message posted frequently yep. and interact. How important is it to include hashtags and you know at signs and reply to other people and all that stuff? Do you need to have all? Because I see some of these postings have tons of this hashtags and at signs and all that other stuff. Are those yeah. important? So absolutely, hashtags are important because it gives an indication to the algorithms about what your content is, um, and that's really helpful when it comes to how you develop, um, how, how you kind of help people navigate what your content is. Now, that said, don't add too many of those. If you add too many of those hashtags, <laughs> right. and if you see like in, on Instagram, like yes. a huge paragraph of hashtags. Yes, um, you ignore Instagram, it. As a lot of people have been seeing, Instagram has this algorithm that's very mysterious, but this algorithm will essentially like push your overall organic down if you continue to abuse some of the hashtags itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so those are just, those are natural things that you just have to think, I'm not just going to use all the different hashtags. I'm going to use the right hashtags in the right relevant type of ways. I get this impression that people make these hashtag names up. Or, or is there a, like a system or classification to yeah. how to use hashtags? Yeah. So I would say uh, for a lot of people who are interested, follow the type of creators that you enjoy already. See what hashtags they're currently using right now and then jump on and participate mm. as a community. Uh, these are the type of hashtags that I, I really like. And as you've seen, some of the larger creators are starting to create their own hashtags so they can create their own communities themselves. And so if they have a tutorial and they want people to follow and, and share similar type of their, their interpretations of this, then that's an element where you should be um, creating your own hashtag and having your followers start to use that hashtag as well. Interesting. Very, very cool stuff. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with uh, Richard Wong, who's Vice President, Marketing and Creator Relations for Hashtag Paid. He is schooling us on the Definitely. art, the game, if you will, of becoming a successful influencer. And his company connects uh, successful influencers with brands. Uh, if you're interested in joining the conversation, give us a call at 1-844-WARTON, 844-942-7866. Now, let me ask this, Richard, because you gave us, uh, Barbara was pointing this out nicely, three kind of critical points for success in terms of the influencer side. Uh, can you talk a little bit about when you when you are uh, advising brands, what are the sort of two or three critical key points that you point out to those guys and girls on the marketing side in terms of how they should be uh, approaching this particular uh, methodology for growing their businesses? Absolutely. So I think one of the first things to notice that I think a lot of people commonly make a mistake is just uh, choosing the influencers based on their follower count. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody has 100,000 followers... And this is um, what America's point was. Mm -hmm. doesn't, ...doesn't mean that this is... That they're the right type of fit. It's 
you should look beyond just their follower count. You should be looking at their engagement. So are they getting a really good engagement rate? Um, are they just having a really large following with a not a great engaged user base? Well, I'd rather, as a marketer, much rather work with somebody who has a lower uh, lower follower count but a much higher engagement rate because they're getting more engagement. Their, their content is resonating with their audiences. And that's a, going to be a really great way to really think about how you find people. And your platform can help them make those decisions, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, Mindy from New York, you have a question here for Richard? Mindy from New York, do you have a question for Richard? Yes. Uh, Hi. I'm listening to the show, and, you know, I have um, a a 20-year-old and a 19-year-old, and they're always on Instagram, and they're trying to school me in the ways of, you know, how to interact more. And my question is this, and I'm just getting home now, and I'm going to be in traffic for two hours. How do you find the time, and how much time do I need to devote to actually having, like, a, an account or, you know, making this something worthwhile? Yeah. Um, I think it really depends on what type of content you're creating. Um, if you want to dedicate some time, and this is something that you want to do sporadically, um, dedicate as much time as you can to it. Um, I know a lot of people who may be doing, say, home renovations and home decor. Well, they don't have time to be continuing to just be on Instagram all day because they're out busy doing renovations. Mm-hmm. But what they'll do is they'll do <laughs> once a day or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, and they'll say, hey, I'm going live, or hey, I'm going to be active and I'm going to be around here. Uh, that's when you do your posts. That's when you do your content comments. Um, even a lot of YouTubers, um, to be able to edit videos is such a long time. Mm. And so some of them will only post weekly. Um, so I think it's about how much you want to dedicate. And I think if you find a niche that you really love and you want to share, um, it'll come naturally, and you'll just learn how to make time for it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mindy, for that call. Now, just to switch gears a little bit, um, you there, Facebook has been launching new tools, and I, I think they're starting out on Facebook, and they may go over to Instagram, which Facebook also owns. Can you tell us a little bit about what all what Facebook is doing? Yeah, so Facebook just launched a new a new. Uh, feature, call it, um, and they call it the Brand Collaborations Manager. And so what this is going to be doing is um, this is going to be helping a lot of creators make money um, and how to monetize their, their audience. Uh, if you think about YouTube, YouTube's monetized a lot of theirs through a lot of the advertising that they end up seeing. Well, Facebook doesn't really work that way, and as well as Instagram. And so what they've been able to do is help a lot of the marketers find and discover influencers to reach out to and be able to, to figure out. So that's a new feature that they've launched. So a lot of different marketers will be able to use that particular type of feature uh, once it gets rolled out to the masses, uh, which I still think is CBD for everybody to really mm-hmm. adopt this. Mm-hmm. But this is a new feature that people will be able to discover and find influencers and be able to reach out to them and figure out what type of influencers have audiences. But one thing to really note is that that's only one the first step of the entire influencer marketing equation. You still have to work together. You still have to figure out what the right type of creative campaign is going to be. You still have to measure the campaigns afterwards. And so it's a first great step into the direction of making influencer marketing a truly mainstream part of our marketing mix. And they also introduce a creator app or something like that. Is that new too? Yeah. So, so the creator app is a, another feature that allows a lot of the creators to be able to manage a lot of the content, manage their different properties and their accounts, uh, help them you know, separate their personal account from their creator account. Mm. Um, the whole world, if you're a creator, a lot of these creators have their following on there, but they also have their friends that they want to just 
mm. you know, share things that are just between friends itself. And so a lot of these creator apps um, are helping to enable those creators to make even more great content. Wow. That sounds pretty interesting, all this kind of stuff. And so it's clearly, um, I, I would imagine if we asked you how marketing is changing, you would say this influencer, creator, social media, what do you think? What part of a brand's marketing budget should be dedicated to this kind of activity? Yeah, so I always use the rule of uh, 70-20-10. Uh, and this is a rule that was ingrained with me. Um, I call it to my classically trained marketing side where 10% of your budget is completely just like random. I want to test this and I want to experiment it. 20% things that are tested and true, but still on the newer edge of something that you haven't really done before. And 70% is that mix of like tried, tested, and true. There's case studies, there's Nielsen reports, there's IFSA studies, there's all these different mm -hmm. research groups on this. Um, I'm, we're starting to see a huge shift of the marketing budget accessing that 20% of their overall budget into that 70%. And I think it will range and depend on the target audiences, how you want to bring the campaigns to life. Uh, but we're seeing this really become a mainstream part of people's budgets, um, whether it's the 30% or 40%, even 50% of their budgets. You've even seen some of the newer age, I'd call it, uh, brands like the – uh, the Daniel Wellingtons, um, they launched a complete brand off of the backs of Instagram influencers. Mm. Um, and so they've invested 100% of their budgets inside of that. Wow. Let me ask you this, Richard. So this is kind of the, uh, the other side of Barbara's question. What's the – is there a point where this just stops working? So I would imagine that, you know, when, when influencers were first coming on the scene, very powerful and so on. But at some point – one would imagine just like anything in a product life cycle, you know, you start getting, you know, there's a hundred million people that are doing topic X, you know, and part of what might be important if you're an influencer is if you're, you're going to do the food blog, you got to know if somebody's doing something similar that's, you know, already out there and has tons of following uh, followers and is already established. So is there a point at which this kind of becomes just saturated or maybe a counter trend kind of happens in sort of in response to this? Like, where, where does this go? What does the future of this look like? Or does it stop being so, you know, so effective? What, what happens? Or, or is it like influencer, con, you know, continues to be strong, but different ways that it is implemented starts happening in terms of the innovation? What's going to happen in the future here? Yeah. So I think this is more of an element, um, not that it's a fad, but more of it's growing up. And so, I think in the similar ways to how we look at online advertising, if you guys, for those listeners who remember the 90s, those pop-up online pop-up ads, oh. and everyone said, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it garbage, I hate this type of stuff, you know, who would advertise online? Um, well, guess what? Now, today, there's a lot of people who advertise online. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's more of a maturity. It's mm. about really those, those regulators. Um, the FTCs come up with some fantastic uh, rules and guidelines right. to move this industry forward. Uh, just be honest and transparent with the consumers. And I think that's the lashback you're seeing is um, people who are only in it as creators to get the money, whereas I think the marketers have to be smart about mm -hmm. who do they partner up with, mm -hmm. where do they find this out. Let's add some some art to let's add some science to the to the art of influencer marketing uh, by using some data. And so I think this going to be more of an element where we want to find the influencers who truly believe in the brands that we end up promoting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, if you're promoting Ford, well, does that influencer actually drive a Ford? If they're a Honda family, then they really yeah. should be driving a Ford. <laughs> their audience knows that. 
And so these are the elements that I think we, all of us as an industry just have to get smarter about Mm -hmm. and really learn how to cut through, uh, call it the proverbial, uh, the the images or or the BS out there. Richard Wong, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It's been a real pleasure to have you, and I really hope that you come back because we have tons more questions to yes, ask you. This is absolutely. a very important area. Always happy to join. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Sure. And if you want to learn more about Richard and Hashtag Paid, you can go to hashtagpaid.com or follow them on Twitter at Hashtag Paid. Up next, we'll have influencer Danielle Burstein of We Wore What? discussing her life as a social media media influencer. You're listening to Marketing Matters, and this is Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, on Sirius XM 111. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 